When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcoming to the DNBR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Make sure you use the code DNBR when you sign up. All right, all right, all right. It's been a long week, y'all. We talked about the transfer situation last night on the podcast. Tonight, we're going to go over what's happening in Agland at the end before we're going to give a Mountain West update, kind of talk about some of the games this weekend, how the various teams are doing, I'll provide some news updates on a couple of them. Before we do that, though, we're going to talk about Nevada head coach Ken Wilson leaning into the drama. Wilson obviously replaced Norvell once he left for CSU. He was Oregon's co-defensive coordinator last year. He was a longtime Nevada assistant, though, and he has not been afraid to take shots at Norvell on a couple occasions regarding the way that he left and, you know, taking players with him. He got asked about that again recently, and Nevada Sportsnet posted the video on Twitter. They also wrote an article about it, but uh, here's one of the quotes from Ken Wilson. I think what happened to the players here does not happen in college football very often. I don't think that coaches, at least coaches that I've worked with, leave their team before a bowl game, take players and tell them not to play in the bowl game, and tell players to go to the NFL draft. There was just a lot of things here that don't usually happen. I wasn't here for the day-to-day, I just hear it secondhand, but it was certainly an unusual situation and one that I'm very careful about with the players that stayed, and I'm sympathetic to the turmoil they had. But I'm also pushing this team forward and trying to get as much buy-in into our program that these guys are the building blocks for a new tradition at this university. A lot to take in there, a lot of little, you know, jabs at Norvell in that quote. Tori Horton actually responded to the video with his opinion on the situation saying, yeah, that's a lie. But really all it comes down to is it's just theater. He's acting like a boxing promoter trying to, you know, sell pay-per-view subscriptions and, you know, tickets to a big match. Nevada attendance has not been good this year. This is a big game for them. They need to sell a lot of tickets. And if you're Wilson, you know, who has not had a great start to his tenure at Nevada either as far as the results on the field go. And again, it's it's to be expected. You know, they weren't expected to be good. I'm not taking a shot in that regard. But the easiest way to drum up support, lean into the hate for Norvell. It's like wrestling. And to the Nevada fans, you know, Norvell is the heel. He turned on him. He's the bad guy. And so Ken Wilson, you know, relatively unproven at this point. How do you get everybody behind you? You come in and you throw a bunch of shade and, you know, you say everything that they want to hear. And while I understand the move, I get what he's doing. Hell, I I might even do it myself if I was in his position. It's easy to see through. And the reality is that when head coaches get new gigs, they don't stick around for, you know, mediocre G5 bowl games. I had a Nevada beat guy try and get into it with me on Twitter and you know, get defensive of me pointing that out that, you know, head coaches just don't stick around in modern college football when they get a new gig. 
you know, unless they're playing for a national championship. And he's like, well, Ken Wilson stuck around for his bowl at Oregon. First of all, a little bit more important bowl. Second of all, he was the he was the co-defensive coordinator, not even the, the sole defensive coordinator. A little bit different than being the head coach, the CEO, who now has a new team to manage and like 10 days to fill an entire recruiting class and also evaluate the state of his new roster. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Nevada supporters shouldn't feel spurned. That's just the nature of the business. I mean, Rampants have been there. We know what it's like when, you know, Jim McElwain left for Florida in a way that was way more disrespectful, at least in terms of how the process was handled. He was courted extremely publicly. The Florida AD comes in. I mean, it was it was a crappy feeling. So in that regard, I do sympathize for Nevada fans. It sucks to get poached. And I got to imagine it feels even worse when it's within your own conference. I mean, at least CSU fans could wrap their head around, you know, it's Florida. It's the SEC. It's one of the top, you know, 10 jobs in, in college football. Nevada lost their coach, their staff, their future quarterback, a lot of their key players to a team that they just watched, you know, their school beat 52 to 10 in the season finale. That's that's a bitter pill to swallow. I get that. And off of that, I understand why Ken Wilson is leaning into that emotion. It's the easiest way to drum up support. It's it's really that simple. Having said that, a lot of what he is whining about is BS. It's just what happens in college football. And I, I don't know what conversations were had between the the staff and the former players, you know. I very much doubt that they told, you know, guys like Carson Strong, Romeo Dubs, you know, Cole Turner flat out, do not play. But I also bet they were honest with them and were like, look, most of the staff isn't going to be here. And, you know, most of those guys, again, you know, it's just the reality of the game now when you when you're a potential, you know, top three round pick. And it, it didn't pan out that way for Strong, obviously. But Romeo Dubs, you know, he's killing it for the Packers. Turner looks really good in Washington as well. You're probably not going to risk it. Not when your staff already left. So I just rolled my eyes. You know, I, I understand what he's doing. But in some regards, I, I think it can be detrimental. You know, I asked Jay Norvell if he wanted to comment on any of the stuff that Wilson said you know, essentially said, you know, I don't even know what he said, so I'm not going to comment on that. I don't believe that he doesn't know what Ken Wilson said, but I'm not surprised that, you know, he wasn't going to get into the dirt with him because there's no gain. There's no benefit. And while this clearly is not just any other game, I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of emotion for both sides. It's going to be an extremely uniquely hostile atmosphere for you know, a matchup that traditionally is not a rivalry. But if you get too swept up in all of that, it's really easy to be emotional, undisciplined, to not have the, the same type of focus that you should have. And then when it happens, you know, when the game happens, it's, it's really easy to exert a bunch of energy too fast. From my viewpoint, from the outside looking in at this Nevada situation, it really seems like they're getting awfully caught up in it. I mean, here's some more quotes from Wilson. That doesn't happen everywhere. It didn't happen where I just came from. The coaches stayed, and the coaches didn't ask guys to leave before the bowl. Also not true, by the way. Mario Cristobal left for Miami. That doesn't happen everywhere. So they were in an unusual situation, but one that hopefully they're coming out of, and they're going to have a really successful season here going down the stretch. 
I also thought it was funny that, you know, later on Wilson went to say that, you know, clearly the Nevada guys are going to be, you know, really amped to, to face their former head coach and they can't get too swept up in it. And I'm like, you're getting too swept up in it, man. But just a bit of a unique situation. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this game plays out late night, Friday night. You know, I'm sure the, the crowd will be uh, nice and, and liquored up before the matchup. So could be very, very hostile. You know, I expect the booze for Norvell to be loud and prevalent. Uh, probably, you know, some of the players that left too. But it has the potential to be a really fun game. I really do think staying focused is, is going to be key. You know, whichever side cannot get too swept up in all of it. If CSU could find a way to, to take this one on the road, winning in that type of atmosphere, it could be just a really crucial moment in this season. It's It's been a tough month, guys. It's, you know, clearly a, a lot of tough losses, I, albeit to good teams, but still, you know, the... When you're losing and, and losing big, it just it takes a toll on you. The the transfers, I get all of it. It's it's been a tough month for the guys in that locker room. It's been a tough month for the fans. But a win, particularly with the stakes involved in this game, I just think that could really be a rallying moment. And you know, again, I've talked a lot about how you just need those those moments where you see the progress and you have the breakthroughs, and it's kind of like you know working out and you know, it's hard to stay committed if you feel like you're constantly not making any progress. But a win could just be really big for this team's confidence going into the conference slate because you do have some winnable games. You know, the, the conference is not good this year. And that plays out in CSU's favor, hopefully. It'd just be really nice to see the Rams make some breakthroughs over the next couple of weeks. Even though, again, you know, the the viewpoint at this this point of the season is is more long term. It really is. I mean, the reality of making a bowl game, not very likely. So, it's definitely a long term view. It's a rebuild, but you still need those moments. You know, even in you know the three and nine, four and eight years before you hopefully you know break through and then you know get into a bowl game, start contending. You still need those you know key rivalry wins or just you know a couple of wins down the stretch to to get everybody feeling good. It's just it's human nature. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about some of the Mountain West games this weekend, go over the lines, talk about some of the storylines. Real quick, the NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. Get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on the stepped-up same-game parlay once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. When you place a $5 bet on any football game, that code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I also want to tell you about the hottest new ticketing site out there, and that is Game Time, where it's easiest to score the best deals on tickets, sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of seating in a seat you never thought you could afford? Maybe the 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate? It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You will not find a better deal on Rams tickets this year than with Game Time. It was created by the fans for the fans. 
And what's really dope is they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all of your favorite events. All right, we'll wrap up with what's happening in Agland, but just briefly, I wanted to talk about the Mountain West slate. Utah State lost a tough one tonight at BYU. Uh, they were just outmatched in this one. Logan Bonner reportedly done for the year. Their starting quarterback coming in. It was Cooper Legas that got the start tonight. I was pretty surprised it wasn't Wyoming transfer Levi Williams, to be honest, but maybe they're thinking more long-term just with the fact that this is, you know, Kind of a transition year for the Aggies as well. Uh, Brian Cobbs is a stud. Maryland transfer wide receiver had a pair of touchdowns tonight. And uh, including one late, the spread was like 24 and a half. BYU's up 18, I believe. They're driving. They turn it over. The Aggies score a garbage touchdown. So instead of instead of BYU covering, it ended up being Utah State. Probably too big of a spread for an in-state rivalry game. Aggies fall to one and four. They host Air Force next week before coming to CSU for homecoming. Tomorrow night, we've actually got a couple of intriguing Mountain West matchups. Friday night, Mountain West, Mountain Best. Kalen Green going to start for Boise State. Boise hosting San Diego State. Probably should have said that first. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer, four-year starter, recently entered the transfer portal. Some turmoil in that program right now. I mean, it's it's been a tougher start you know, to uh, the Andy Avalos era. Definitely feels very Mike Bobo-esque. Kevin Lytle and I talk about that fairly often. San Diego State, on the other hand, they're, they're still San Diego State. Pretty solid defensively. They run the ball well. They had like 220 rush yards in their upset of Toledo. But they can't pass. And it's just, it's an up and down experience. They essentially play uh, Dazio ball, but they do it well. Like they do what you're supposed to do. They're coming off of a slim home win over Toledo. They've, they've struggled against elite competition this year. You know, a couple of power five losses. I don't know. I just, I like their defense going up against an inexperienced quarterback in Taylor Green for Boise State. He's a very dynamic athlete, can run around, can improvise, can do some stuff. But I mean, San Diego State, they have the speed defensively to contain him as long as, you know, they're. They're staying in their lanes and, and whatnot. They've got solid talent in the secondary, so they're going to test, you know, an inexperienced QB. Boise State, six and a half point favorites. My DraftKings pick of the week, DraftKings pick of the week, San Diego State to cover that six and a half. And honestly, I would sprinkle the money line. SDSU plus 205, that's juicy. Also on Friday night, we've got UNLV hosting New Mexico. UNLV 14-point favorites in this one. I think it started at like 16.5, so some people uh, back in the Lobos bought it down a little bit. New Mexico money line plus 460. To me, this is a this is a big test for the legitimacy of UNLV. They they've they're off to a great start. They're the three and one, one and oh in conference. Their offense has looked really explosive with Doug Brumfield at quarterback. I mean, it really seems like the Rebels have turned it around and are a legitimate threat in this conference. But you're going up against a feisty New Mexico team who played, you know, well against Boise State for before beating, you know, UTEP by 17 in a game which they were underdogs. They're 500. They're two and two defensively. They're really solid. Offensively, you know, haven't quite figured it out yet. But they're a frisky team, and I could definitely see it being a scenario where at the end of the year 
when the Rams have to play them, that could be a situation where they have like five wins and are potentially needing a bowl game. Again, I think they're really well coached defensively under Rocky Long. That's that's kind of a scary game at the end of the year. It really is. But uh, I'm I'm interested to see how they can hold up against what's been a really, really balanced and explosive UNLV offense. They like to stretch you over the top. They've got a solid running game. And a win would put them at 4-1, and one, which would be twice as many wins as they had in 2020 and 2021 combined. It's a process, guys. It's a process. But if you get the right coach in there, you give them some time, you can flip things around. Now we'll just see if they can hold on to him. Unfortunately, that's always been the tough spot at UNLV schools like that. You know, as soon as a Pac-12 job comes, open it up. But I'm sure Arroyo with his, you know, P-12 experience would definitely be a candidate. But I, I think it's going to be a fun game. And I actually think New Mexico has a really solid foundation with Danny Gonzalez and, and Rocky Long as well. Gonzalez being an Albuquerque native, a guy that played there long, you know, coached there forever. Those are types of programs where you just, you need guys that actually want to be there. And they have that, you know, it's, it's, there's not going to be a ton of guys across the country that have that. And I think they should be pretty patient considering we have seen progress each of the last couple of years with that UNM program. On Saturday, we've got a matchup between two of the better defenses in the conference with Wyoming hosting San Jose State. San Jose State, three-point favorites in Laramie. A little bit surprising. They've they've looked solid. Again, their, their defense, definitely one of the best in the conference with the depth that they have in that front seven. I like Chevin Cordero, their quarterback, a lot. They've added some talent at the skill positions. I think, you know, I've, I've said all along, I, I think they have a potential to be pretty pretty solid this year, but it's hard to win in Laramie. And for them to go up there and win would be a big deal. So I'm I definitely have my eye on this one. I'm curious to see how Peasley is able to respond against, you know, a really solid defense. He can force some things. I could see a situation where San Jose State starts forcing turnovers and that's how they, you know, steal one out on the road. You know, how how does this front seven handle Titus Swen? the strong rushing attack from Wyoming. I mean, that's the foundation of everything that they do is running the ball both with the quarterback and Swen and then setting up the play-action shots down the field. Despite the fact that these teams are on opposite ends of the conference, different divisions, deceptively, I would say it's pretty important for both of them. Right now, they're both kind of at the top of the, the food chain. And, you know, if you're San Jose State, you're trying to keep pace with UNLV. You know, you always have the threat of Fresno State getting rolling. Wyoming, you know, you have that win over Air Force, but you don't want to offset that with a home loss. It's a big game and could definitely have some implications on, you know, potentially who ends up representing the Mountain West in the conference championship at the end of the year. Don't get too carried away. Obviously, we still have a ton of football to be played, but I mean, these are the the type of games you need to win if you're a a team like Wyoming or San Jose State, because, you know, you're probably going to lose one or two tough ones in your division. That's just naturally how it goes. Also on Saturday, we've got Fresno making the cross-country trip to UConn. Bulldogs are huge favorites, despite the fact that they're missing Hayner and a bunch of other guys. They need a win. Um, I don't know if they need to cover the like 24 and a half, but they, they, they need a win. You know, it's it's been an up and down start for them. They played a tough schedule, but they definitely have not looked as dominant as everybody thought. They still move the ball pretty well against USC, though, even when Hayner went down. I think Tedford's just a really good coach. But this is a tough spot. It's definitely a tough spot for them. Finally, we've got Air Force hosting Navy. 
this is uh this is one where Air Force just needs to take care of business. They always lose a game or two that they shouldn't. One of them tends to be a service academy game. They lost a tight one against Army last year in Dallas, where they were just the better team and lost a tight one. They already have one loss this year where they're the better team up in Wyoming. They've handled this, you know, series pretty well over the last half decade, but we'll see, you know. It's it's been a really explosive Air Force offense. And I think a lot of that has to do with the experience they have in that group. But this is an opportunity to, you know, put on in front of a national audience. Cause if if you want to crack the rankings, these are the type of games they need to perform well in when people on the other side of the country may actually be tuned in for once. All right, before we get out of here, I wanted to give an update on some of the other programs around campus. CSU Volleyball moved to 10-4 and tonight. They swept Air Force in the Springs. Now 3-0 and in league play. They've, they've won their last three matches uh, by a combined nine sets to one since losing in Boulder. Uh, they obviously beat the Buffs three sets to one the night before that, so still pretty solid. Have won, uh, excuse me, I can't do math, five of their last six. Six of their last seven, actually, but Tom Hilbert just remains a machine against the Mountain West. Recently picked up his 800th career victory, and you know, like I said tonight, they just kept that momo- uh, kept that momentum going. Pretty dominant. They won their sets by uh, 25 to 18, 25 to 20, 25 17. So really, you know, not even much to sweat about for CSU on the road. Kennedy Stanford was great. She finished with 12 kills. The outside hitter had a percentage of 0.632, six kills from the back row. Really, really solid. We'll see if the Rams can keep that momentum rolling with their next road match at New Mexico on Saturday. That'll be at 1 p.m. You can watch that on the Mountain West Network. Earlier today, CSU women's soccer moved to 4-3-4 and on the year. They had a draw for the second straight match, tying Boise State 0-0 at home. They tied at New Mexico last Sunday, 1-1. Next up, they will host Utah State on Sunday at 1 p.m. You can watch that on the Mountain West Network. It will also be on Evaca TV. So if you have Evaca, you can watch it there. And it will be available on Local 3 for those of you who have cable. Finally, we talked about it you know, back when it happened, but... CSU men's golf just killing it after winning the Gene Miranda Falcon Invitational in the first tournament of the year. They followed it up with a Rams Masters Invitational victory. Makes sense. CSU tends to win it. It's on their home course. Next up, they'll play in the DU TPC Colorado Invitational. That starts Monday, October 17th. It takes place in uh, Berthoud, Colorado, actually. We'll see if the Rams can keep the momentum rolling in that one. All right, that's all I have for today. We'll just say enjoy the bye week. You know, everybody get some rest, maybe get some time outside, get some yard work done. I'm actually going to go see the girlfriend's parents out on the Western Slope. Really excited for that. Try and get a little hiking done, watch a little other college football since I miss, you know, a lot of the games and end up having to watch them late at night on recording. It'll be nice to kind of enjoy a couple of them just from the couch. But again, you know, Enjoy the bye week. We've got a huge stretch coming up, an opportunity for the Rams knock on wood, hopefully, to, you know, just earn some positive momentum, get a victory, get everybody feeling a little good. I know we all could need it. All right. Thank you for listening to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. Much love. Peace.
looking kid with the cuff khakis wearing graphic tees feeling way too trendy raps that kill oh i'm deadly primed and ready like machetes at a deli in new delhi feeling scummy like martin scarelli turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice but water's the truth so i sip on that too skinny looking kid with no car keys like the only thing i drive is rcrv's got the stash like steve harvey oh i'm gnarly